0: good morning everyone that's usually when I hit the rumor mill but we had the rumor mill this week so this
1: is relaxing. Day.
0: Hey everyone, it's uh, Joe well, Batanz here We're with a very special edition money. of Rulaska Thoughts Live. Because, like I said, it was a crazy, crazy week uh, here at uh, on my end, and so I couldn't like. In fact, at the you know what's so funny? Maybe this is God punishing me. But at the time that I was supposed to be recording the rumor mill is when I had my car accident. So uh, I had a meeting to go to, and I you know I was on my way to the meeting with a friend. Well, the person I was having the meet Two people, a, a, a person I know and I, were having a meeting. We were on the way to that meeting, and we got in the car accident. On the way to the meeting. Strangely, still not late for the meeting. But we we're, we're running early. That's not why you're here. Uh, So it's been a crazy week. Couldn't do the rumor mill. So what we're going to do today, if you weren't listening to RuPaul Radio Live, is we are going to do a live edition of Rulaska Thoughts. The Rulaska Thoughts, I was intending to do anyway, but the week was so crazy, so what I did was I did RuPaul Radio this morning, then I did all my RuPaul homework, which is I've written, I pulled the clips from the released preview episode, and I wrote the beginning of the script, so it's all ready to go, so when the episode starts in an hour and a half, I am ready to go, pen in hand, and it, it gets takes a lot of the work away. I'll be honest with you, from what I know, I guess it's kind of like the rumor mill, from what I know of the episode, there might not be a lot of work to do. Uh, there's been some tea online that, you know, there's 33 looks and they're not, they're not, um, uh, being stingy on the time. So we're going to get 33 full looks. So it's going to be a lot of runway today. So, uh, let's say hi to the world's greatest chat room. The fact that I can just turn on a mic and 24 people show up is never lost on me. So let's say hi to actually a lot of new people who aren't usually, they can't usually make it. So, The Only cubcake I've never seen before. Hello, Haley Sklans, Vodka Lover, John, Johnny Porter, Drew22, Stevie Brooke Rushton, Drag Race Me to Hell, Joe or 206 Jordan Darling, Joey Krupp, Jeffrey ThunderBear, Jeff Huckle, I Am Wendy Sue Who, Joshua Bryan1, Carrie Wrinkle, Luke Stammen, Derek Byers, Haley's Mom, and everyone else li- listening everywhere else. So, here's what's going to happen in today's Rulaska Thoughts. I think I was starting another topic and I moved on, but if anyone can remind me, whatever. We'll do it afterwards. What I It was the episode I promised last week, and we're delivering it today. I loved the entire Elimination Day segment. Okay? From start to finish, I loved every minute of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to play the entire uh, Elimination Day segment. And I'm going to stop it here and there and have thoughts. Here's the deal, guys, is, I'm you know, you guys give us this Patreon money. And I'm so fucking cheap. With this goddamn Patreon money, you guys would be so proud at how stingy I am with this Patreon money. So what I do is I won't spend it on stupid shit. So like for instance, Taylor and I and Evan, we all benefit from it and we buy ourselves the season. Okay, I don't buy Untucked. I don't fucking pay for that shit because most of the time it's boring. So I had to wait. I just I don't know. I didn't buy it till today. So I ba- I barely watched Untucked. I watched it actually while I was eating lunch today. So uh, I even pulled the untucked fight, and so a bonus untucked fight is what we're going to get today on today's Alaska thoughts. So we have two segments to get through. Let's get to it now. The first up is the elimination day segment. Uh, I'm gonna again. So if you've never heard us do this before, we did a lot of, on uh, for untucked in season six. Is we're just gonna play it and we're gonna listen, and every time I have something to say, I'm gonna stop and comment. Here we go.
2: all right ladies here we go
1: it's elimination day and i'm nervous i don't feel like i stood out and that's a bad thing
3: i feel like it's been really difficult for me to actually connect other people here how am i supposed to get by our whole competition by myself it's actually been really hard being here without my mom.
0: Yeah. My mom. Oh, yeah. This is the segment with... Um, this is, at, at first, I thought that was Yuha, but it's Blair St. Clair talking about his relationship with his mom. Okay, here we go. Blair St. Clair talking about his relationship with his mom.
3: I are really, 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 really close. Yeah. And me being here without her and not hearing her every day or talking to her or like wow. even that moment event and be like, hey, I did really well today or hey, I had a really rough day and I just need to talk about it. That's been like all bottled up this whole time here and it's been like... Yeah, I, I'm just like needing that support. I have several dragon children. I'll be your friend.
1: <laughs> How was girl. it not being a team captain? Okay, so so far,
0: uh, Blair St. Clair. I thought that'd be more. For some reason, I remember being super interesting. But he misses his mom, <clears throat> which is so cute because he can he, hear he looks like a little boy, so it makes him seem much more vulnerable. But that's what we learn here is Blair St. Clair misses his mom. But I think we come back to this later.
1: I did not like it at
0: all. Now, by the way, I would love to know what they were talking about. Anyway, they're they're, they're very vague on the ambiguous pronoun here. We don't know who he, what they're talking about when he when um when Vixen is asked about being someone's team captain. But Let's go on.
1: Now I got to depend on somebody else to get it right. This is gonna be hard. Like, and they're gonna be looking at you, Vixen. Okay, you were sicking last week. Be sicking again, right? Because I won twice. Uh uh-huh. week. So but one of them times was a. Okay, so this is all irrelevant because
0: we're, what we're waiting for here is for Aquaria to come in. And we all know this is very important what's going to happen. Freak
1: a weed. That I <laughs> borrowed from Monique. I earned that wig fair square. You don't let that go, Miss Thing. Can we Y'all talk swear? about how your best drag is someone else's wig, though? No, that's confusing.
0: Okay, look, because this is important, at least on my end. Aquaria it was not part of that conversation. They're having another conversation, and then she chimes in. I'm not saying she did anything wrong. I'm not saying Aquaria did anything wrong, and that's one of the tough things here is they are both uh, problematic people. So I'm not saying Aquaria did anything wrong, but she did inject herself into the conversation. Here we go.
1: I brought my best drag. I didn't borrow my best drag. Okay,
0: now that that's shady. That comment is shady. So she said the first thing, which okay, fair question. Second comment shady. So she, so she, the vixen's not talking to her. And then Aquaria comes with that comment, okay. And then she comes with that second cunty comment. So here we go. Best
1: drag, why Why didn't you wear it on on, the runway
0: though? And that's a sick burn. If it was best drag, then why didn't you wear it on the runway though? Sick
1: burn.
2: (laughs) I'm
1: saying the hair was borrowed. I had another wig that matched the dress as well. Okay, I'm just saying that
0: So you can tell like you see, here's the deal is, and you can, now, by the way, before you think I'm coming for Aquaria, I'm going to be coming for both of them today. Okay. I don't think at the, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's about even to be honest with you. And in this case, Aquaria went after the wrong person. Cause this bitch is going to fight back. And I don't think, I think Aquaria is not used to people fighting back. You see, look, like, look, here's the situation. Is, and I'm not going to boil it down to a race thing, is the Vixen has her African-American crew that she's talking to. They're all her friends. And and that sort of in African-American culture, this especially gay culture, especially drag culture, this read and what's about to happen is a part of it. It, it's part of actually all drag culture, but you compound it with all three of those things. And so they're going to sort of act as a chorus that comments on what's happening in the situation, which can seem like a hype crew. And what happens is now it puts Aquaria on the defensive because it's just her, a little white girl, she doesn't have her own hype crew to come back at them. So it's, so a Vixen's coming in for Aquaria and then they're hyping up Vixen. So. Even if Aquaria was the sharpest tool in the shed and was able to come back and clap back, she's at a disadvantage because Vixen has a hype crew. They were already all talking, and Aquaria injected herself in the situation. Uh, A a mistake on Aquaria's part to inject herself when she didn't have her own hype crew. Aquaria's not used to that because in New York, I'm sure she has her own little... Cunty crew who's like Yeah, Queen, yes And like give sh- shitty looks and stuff like that They may not be loud, but she has her own hype crew And she's usually the person going after people Saying shitty things, as we learn from Dusty later In Untuck. I don't think I pulled that clip But Aquaria can be cunty And she can be difficult But here now, she's met her match
1: So what do you say? Cervical I, I want you, so you in the bottom. You want to be shady, it didn't work America let the facts be
4: the facts. Vixen handed Aquaria her ass in a gift bag. Monique is right. Gift wrapped, there you go. Merry Christmas. So
1: let's talk about
0: ah! Which the spider is the luckiest thing of all time, which is it it, it distracted from the situation. A spider!
4: Ah! What? I can't, I can't, I
1: can't. I know I'm queen out. I can't. Oh, it's huge. Ah! Just a a can see
3: it.
0: it's a it's dinosaur did you see it oh cameron you a this has to be for the cameras part of it right i'm i'm afraid of like weird insects and snakes but i don't i would just i don't think i would that's craziness
4: it is a spider okay. oh my lord
0: that spider
4: saved
1: aquarius life
0: all right so now we're moving on now this is a big part of the elimination d channel. i think we're we're gonna go into Dusty's story. I think it's about, we're gonna talk about religion here and then Dusty.
3: Blair, how was your team? You were a team leader. Our scene that we were selling was called End of Days. So we came up with a storyline that the end of the world, like the rapture is coming kind of thing. You so made it religious? A little, yeah. But we weren't making fun of religion in it. I grew up in an extremely Christian household. Same. My parents are very, very.
0: So this is Dusty and Blair talking, just FYI, if you're following along
3: religious but i find it so interesting because your parents are so supportive of you and your drag yeah my mom is seriously my biggest 100 supporter or my mom wears around like number one like Blair fan my parents have never seen me
2: in a show i don't think never? they'll ever
3: come no so they're, they're still not supportive to this day me and my family don't really
2: talk
0: and-, and this is really sad we're gonna get to this really sad start part of the elimination day anymore but it, again what i like about it, it doesn't feel forced Not that it isn't forced, maybe it is, but it's not like last season, where last season felt very like so dusty. Do you talk to your mom? And it it just it sort of naturally came out.
2: It feels good to hear that Blair came from a really conservative, religious family, and everything is working out just fine for them. My family doesn't even know I'm here. When I came out,
0: that's really sad. But and it shows a bravery on uh, Dusty's part that she's able. I've I've never understood not, not I don't understand it in a negative way. I think before drag race like why were why were people doing drag? Does that makes sense. Like in, in other words as a viable not career option but a, an artistic choice to ma- possibly make money, I could understand doing drag, maybe even to think you could make money if you think you look fierce because of Instagram and all that. But how about like before like why would you do drag? I'm not. And I'm not asking. It is a rhetorical question. I'm just thinking, like, why would one do drag before Drag Race? That that really speaks to, and I think that's why you see a clear difference from people like Aquaria, and then an older drag queen, like let's say, like, go back wait, like Tempest Azure. Even though I think Tempest hasn't done drag for that long, um, Darien Lake. Like why did Darian start doing drag? There was no prospect of anything ever happening with that. Why? I'm very curious about that. And, and, and what I'm, and what I'm talking about with Dusty is similar. Even if Drag Race existed when Dusty started doing drag, to lose contact with your family not just for being gay, but to go so far as to even go because to go so far as to even surpass. Being gay, but now, oh, but you don't like that I'm gay. Now I'm going to be a drag queen. It's it's very interesting to me psychologically.
2: My family, the night before it happened, I literally was like at my breaking point. Like I was at my lowest low with everything. And I literally like cried out to God and was like, I need a change in my life. Like I need something to happen and to be different for me. And then literally the next morning, my mom was like, hey, come downstairs. We need to talk about this. Uh And the whole me coming out happened. My mom knocks on my.
0: By the way low-key personal joe story something similar happened to me when i was in my 20s and i i moved from one place to another and i guess um i had uh some stuff at my parents house in a box or or something and, and so like in helping me move my dad brought the rest of my stuff from the house with him and as we were carrying a mattress upstairs he said to me, oh, um, by the way, I was not out to my parents at this point. I was not officially out. Okay. We just never talked about it. It wasn't that I thought it would, they, they thought it was straight. We just never talked about it. And my dad told me to move a mattress up to the apartment. And he says, oh, by the way, we found a box of your gay porn. And, um, your mom didn't want me to bring it to you because she thought it might embarrass you, but, uh, I put it in the car and I was like, <gasps> There was also a big door slam in the house right now. Hold on. Pause while I figure out what that emergency was. I think that was just the wind creepy though did you guys hear it could you guys hear that anyway oh uh there was a request for me to say it in my dad's voice and my dad was like uh your mother wanted me to bring it he said to get porn and uh, your mother said it might embarrass you but i said i i, I told her i bring it anyway okay that's my impression of my dad anyway uh so let's get back to this whole thing so i can relate to that dusty ray bottoms
2: door and says uh your dad just found something on your computer they Lovely. lost it. They took me to church. They got me exercise. Maybe my parents should have gotten me
0: exercise. Then I have a boyfriend.
2: Because they thought I was possessed really? by a gay demon. I had this like prayer warrior sitting in front of me. My mom and dad were standing behind her looking at me. I had to list every person I've ever had a sexual encounter with. I was so confused after the whole thing went down because w- was I straight now? Like. <laughs> I had to go through therapy and I was on a track to go to straight camp. I uh, was meeting with these pastors and he was like, in a homosexual relationship, you'll never find success. You'll never find love.
0: I want to stop there for a second. I'm very, again, when I say this, I don't mean it in a a pejorative sense. I'm very curious and I don't understand uh, reparative therapy i don't understand it i don't even understand the logic of it how has it ever worked i don't don't think it's ever worked and it breaks my heart to hear that dusty tried to go through the same thing you know not tried but like it seemed like it seemed what we don't hear what's implied here is that dusty went along with it that dusty tried not to be gay and that's it's heartbreaking and you know I'd love to hear anybody in that you see here's the deal I've and I did I went to group therapy for gay men for years like four or five years but they would I was what they always called the cradle gay so like I came out at like you know 18 or 19 and uh and then out to my family around 21 but I was—I've never had a negative coming out experience. I know they exist. I'm not deny, I'm not not an idiot. I know they exist. It happens all the time, even in this day and age. But did anybody have and shit? Please feel free to share it in the chat room. A negative coming out experience because it breaks my heart. I don't. I I find it so difficult to understand. I find it so difficult to understand. Here
2: we go. And I uh, stopped him, and I went upstairs, and I packed my car. I said, I can't do this anymore. It was the most humiliating, awful thing of my life ever. Now I have a wonderful fiance. We have a beautiful life together. Things are going really great in my life. And I didn't have to compromise or change for someone's small-minded view.
0: But- I think it's awesome. but in, And, you know... That's I'm very lucky to have a really accepting family and a very loving family. But like, I'm not gonna lie, I am sort of envious of people who get to start and choose their own family. I don't know, not not obviously. Dusty would love to have a relationship with his family, but and I'm not talking about this case specifically. But there's almost something kind of beautiful about it. Um, you know, gay, what did RuPaul say? Like, as gay people, we get to choose our families. Um. Yeah, I understand. It. It. It really. This is very painful. I, I. I think the the show's touched on this subject before, and I don't know why. I feel in this instance, it was the best job they've ever done. I think Dusty was a really good representative of this sort of gay conversion failed gay conversion therapy. Uh, here we go. It was a journey. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're just trying to get back to the Aquarian Vixen fight.
2: I still believe in God because I cried out and I was heard. My whole life is different because of that day.
4: Yeah. It's gut-wrenching to feel like these little boys were in communities where they thought they were loved, but... To have these experiences where you are so ostracized and you feel like you can turn to no one else, it makes me grateful to know that I never had to endure that. I still go to church every Sunday morning. I am the section leader of a Methodist church girl. I go to choir rehearsal on Wednesdays in the full drag.
3: Because yeah. I have really? a gig, yes. That is amazing.
0: All right, here it comes. It's coming back. The fight is coming back. Here it comes. It's what we're waiting for. Hearing
4: everyone's story is truly helping me see the truth of who they are. We come here with big makeup, big hair, and it's easy to live behind a character. So it's so great to see vulnerability.
1: When y'all come to New York City, we all gonna go to my church in full drag. Yeah, And they will live for it. I might have to meet y'all at brunch afterwards. Probably have my mother marry mimosa.
0: Okay, so in this case, we had the earlier fight. I think the Vixen now is now itching to get back into this fight she realizes the spider saved the day for and she wants to bring it back so in this case aquarius is commenting i think i think this is a, a, a sort of like a false flag kind of thing in that vixen is trying to pretend like she's mad about this religious thing i've never heard vixen be religious so i think i think she's trying to use that as a way to get back
1: into the fight it wasn't funny uh, can y'all stop being so negative all the time Jeez. what would you call me negative you know what, no one ever talks about
0: is, and I'm gonna, I, forget, I have the fucking balls to say it, is Vixen was already going for a race thing here. She was saying, Why have to be so negative? That's what Aquarius says. And she said, What'd you call me? Because negative sounds like maybe negative, which I've never heard before as an insult ever. But but clearly was she's already itching to bring the race thing in so vixen as a black girl and i will comment on this further but cause i i think what what she does right here cheapens a point a value valid point later actually so but clearly she was trying to uh do a dog whistle that negative sounds like negative i don't never heard that be an insult ever but but why would you say what you call me it's, it's very strange
1: Something I said. Okay. What, what happened? No, Vix okay. is just a bitch. And she's just trying me. to, like, get my goat at everything. So, a queer been right. I'm Apparently I got it. Ooh, y'all
0: quit. But still, Vix is better at it.
1: You don't have to keep, like, coming out. But me. I can. That's fine. And, and it is. Will you just shut the up? What if I feel like it? All right, then keep talking. You threw the rock, hid your hand, and got spanked. Deal with it. I'm not talking to you can we be sisters at least sometimes she ain't no kidding to me you came for me and you got guys vixen's right but she didn't have to bring it back
0: it was done vixen brought it back here
1: i was just saying that it's clear that the runways aren't being judged yeah. if the runways weren't being judged then me wearing that hair on the runway would not be an issue so what is Hit your what point it wasn't that it was an issue so what i was is just saying point, that it was interesting so that you if the runways aren't being true? judged me wearing that hair on the runway was you, me vixen. All right. Well, Silent, you shall be. Silent, I was. You had, You were the one who. That's with
0: all. It. Aquaria. So then Aquaria leaves. This is where I think it's weird. Vixen did bring it back up again, so it's dumb. But like, it's one of these. I'm trying to think of my situation. I'm trying to think of. By the way, there's going to be a Joe metaphor here, and that's coming in the, in the untuck segment. But I'm trying to think of my situation here. But if I was a person who was afraid of Aquaria, I'll be honest with you, there would be a little bit of schadenfreude that I would be experiencing to finally see the Vixen. Cause I'm sure, I already knew, Jacob Mittens talked about this last time. People have commented on here. Aquaria is not a nice queen. And she's mean, and we saw that in Untucked, that she's been mean to Dusty. So for her to get a taste of her own medicine, I will say is a little satisfying i'm not gonna lie there is something kind of delicious about it this isn't this would be a different story if the vixen was coming after cracker but she's not she's coming after her own individual bully it's like seeing a scorpion fight a scorpion here we go
1: oh she's exiting. you knew that i was a pit bull why don't you be the bigger person i hear what you're saying be the big person south chicago don't need to be here right now Oh, but South Chicago is in the building. Vix, she told y'all from the first word that came out of my mouth.
4: Fight, girl, She said it.
1: And I'm not here to fight, y'all. I'm here to fight for the crown. But if you try it. Ooh. Problem with Aquaria is she likes to poke the bear and run. This bear will chase you. That's a really good point. It's going to come out later and Untucked. So if I have to hunt her down to remind her that I am not to play with, that's what I'm going to do.
0: It's weird. It's weird. Like, I have such conflicted feelings about this. Because it is so satisfying, as I said earlier, to see a mean white queen get a taste of her own medicine in a way that she's never experienced before. So I don't I actually feel zero pity for Aquaria. Zero. Zero pity for her. But the Vixen is a, again, a, a complicated and difficult... I it, I don't necessarily stand for her. Uh, I think she wants to fight Aquaria. I talked about this... I don't know where I talked about this. Maybe on the main show. Maybe on Sirius. I don't know where I talk about things now. But it's one of these things where I feel my interpretation is it the Vixen? We, we do remember something. There's the show and we would buy into the show. So if you actually buy into the illusion of the show, these queens never existed before the show came on. They don't know each other. And then um, they had no history. And their history is starts when they walk in that workroom. But Aquaria was already a very well-known queen. She's an Instagram star. Plus, she has a lot of very powerful uh allies in the drag race community she has sharon as her drag mother she has alaska kim chi stands for her adora stands for her a lot of these queens love aquarius even though she's only 21 she's been around since she's 14 so she's been around for seven years okay so it's one of these things where like she is even though you can't tell on the show because she hasn't performed as well she's the big man on campus and so Vixen, almost like in the prison yard, sees Aquaria and she's like, that's the person I need to beat. That's the person I need to get in her head. That's the person I need to take down. And Aquaria is taking the bait. It's an interesting strategy and one I sort of appreciate, but doesn't mean necessarily Vixen is the hero we need. Okay, let's go to the chat room and see. What? Oh my God, there's fifty new chat men. Oh my God, I can't go through all these. You guys are talking. Okay. So let's go into the untucked fight. How much time have we used here? Oh, perfect. Let's go to the untucked fight. Here we go.
4: Let us talk about this elephant in the room. What, girl?
0: So this is later on untucked now. So now we have the safe queens, and this is Monique now talking. Aquaria and Vixen are sitting on the couch sort of facing each other.
4: I would really like if y'all hoes learn how to play well and work with each other. Yahoos specifically. What hoes? What hoes? Yes, Yahoo.
1: Hoes? Hoes? I was just saying that it's clear that the runways aren't being judged. Ooh. If the runways weren't being ju- Wait, hold on for a second.
0: Are there really aquaria dick pics? Hold on. Here we go. Going to reddit.com slash R slash um RPDR Gone Wild. Let's see here. Good this is this is breaking Oh, it's moved. Oh that's right, it did move. Let's see here, breaking news here. Oh, Chi-Chi Devane, oh wow, this is new. Go Chi-Chi. Sorry, I'm looking at Calorie, Aja, Vanjie, Serena, Adore. I don't see anything about Aquaria. Uh Oh wait, you get some butt shots of Aquaria, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Sorry. That was, uh, um, sorry for that. Uh. <laughs> so that was probably breaking news that Aquarius were leaked, but it turned out to be false. Let's go back to the Rulaska thoughts. Um, by the way, is, 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 uh, just to be sure Is rowing reporter, uh, Aiden Dean in the room. Oh, I don't see him. Um, listen i'm I, you know I, I can't really look at the um the uh okay so Surfetch 97 says no joe i was testing the thirst yeah bitch. i have my sources i went to rpdr gone wild and those would have been top of the list if there were uh, Aquarian nudes um if if so i guess we don't need eight okay we don't need we no longer need roving reporter aiden Deem. so never mind all right here we go here we go Back to, back to
1: Untucked. Me wearing that hair on the runway would not be an issue. So
0: I need need to go back actually, because I was, I was distracted by the chat room. Now I'm not going to look at the chat room because you all are distracting me. Here we go.
1: Y'all hoes learn
4: how to play well and work with each other. Y'all hoes specifically. What What hoes? Yes, y'all hoes.
0: and they're all shocked. Like The producer didn't say, let's talk about
1: this. Oh. I was just saying that it's clear that the runways aren't being judged. If the runways weren't being judged, then me wearing that hair on the runway would not be an issue. So what is your point? Girl, can y'all stop be so negative all the time? Jeez. What'd you call me? Negative. You threw the rock, hid your hand, and got spanked. Deal with it. Silent, I was. You, had, you were the one who had problem That's with That's all. It. You
2: are a provocative person. And you are a provocative are person, and I have seen you guys push people's buttons. For sure. And if you were dumb, yeah. it'd be a different thing. But you kind of are very smart. You are. And you know exactly where the scab is and where to put the salt. Crackers, and you are uh, wild. You will press every button. button until you find the right one.
0: Cracker is making a very good point. Cracker, I feel, is the voice of reason in this untucked
1: bit. I can't, it's crazy. All of y'all that I love and get along with so well yeah, I'm, I'm have down seen down 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 that down down doesn't matter how much I like you, if you a- set yourself up, I'ma hit you. So honestly, what I responded to is you but- saying that I didn't bring my best drag.
0: Okay, so far, the vixen has a point. So far, the vixen has a point. So, so far, point vixen. Here we go. I
1: understand and then what I understand the problem that. is, is that you brought that to me, And with me responding, you already know who I am. That's true.
0: You you can use it against Vixen. Look, you can say to Vixen, bitch, you came here to fight because you walked in saying, I'm here to fight. Or I came here to fight. But on the flip side, she did come in and say, I came here to fight. So if you go for her, why are you surprised when she claps back?
1: When you come for me and I come for you back and you say, oh, you're so negative. I was chilling. You brought it over here. I bring it back, and all of a sudden, I'm a. Well, 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 the vixen's rewriting history here.
0: Aiden, not uh, Aiden, um, Aquaria didn't call Vixen negative until Vixen went for uh, Aquaria. Aquaria was, I'm sure, glad to be done with that conversation. The vixen dra- dragged it right back into the room, but now she's somehow stitching together that aquarius saying the vixen is being negative and the earlier fight and that's not true see here's the deal this is where okay imagine if this was a bar fight okay so imagine if i if, let's say we were at a bar and uh i go up to taylor and i slap him right and no, i'll even make it even weirder Let's say I go up and I grab Taylor's junk, okay? And in response, he takes his fist and he socks me in the face, right? Perfectly respectable. I mean, uh, you could totally understand. Like, Taylor's minding his own business. I walk up and grab him by the junk. That's offensive to him. He punches me, right? And you might even say, that's a little bit of a harsh reaction. But in, I grab my jaw and they break up the fight. Whatever. And I and I'm, and I sit in the corner and I'm licking my wounds. And let's say even there's a spider in the bar and everyone freaks out. But the fight's over, okay? You could argue whether Taylor hit back too hard or not, but the fight is over. And I'm sitting there licking my wounds and then Taylor comes back. And so in that case, he, Taylor may have come back too hard, but he was in the right. I came for him. But now I'm in the corner. I'm licking my wounds. I'm not going for Taylor anymore. So if Taylor now goes for me to go back to that fight, Taylor's in the wrong. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why when Aquarius said she was being negative, let's go back.
1: Bitch. Y'all already ready to I walk through the door. I'm here to fight. Y'all know I'm tough. Y'all know I go there. So if you bring it over here, you should have already been prepared that it was coming back. Yeah, but the fight was over, bitch. I did question why your best drag wasn't your best drag, for once did. and for all, me and Monique traded hair, fair and square. I, I gave her very expensive I understand, hair. I understand. So for you that. to say that my best drag wasn't my best drag, no, you that, poked no, that, bear. no, 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 you that's poked not, the bear. I did not say that. No, your that's hair exactly was the only what you said. That won. That's exactly what you said.
4: Like that was the point, though. Your main no, emphasis no, no. was the fact that her best drag was not brought.
0: That's true. Monique is right here.
2: Aquarius, I feel like. You goad people sometimes and say something to set people
4: off. Even with this, she was like, girl, is that all you're wearing? I I, I didn't get the full picture of what you were saying.
0: Aquarius is a bitch, but let's keep going.
4: But I was already on a defense because it was you.
1: Okay. I probably don't present it
3: very well. And you have uh, already
4: said that. I told you that backstage last uh, last week, I was like, I may not always get your sense of humor, but I want to let you know that I love you. And you said... My jokes don't always land well. Thank you, and I love you too. I just
2: have to say, Aquaria,
0: rewind. Okay, here comes Dusty, so I guess I did pull it. So, my jokes don't always land. Um, okay, so it looks like she backed down. I think Aquaria's afraid of the Black Queens, I'll be honest with you.
2: Finding back before Drag Race, I can't call you a friend.
0: This is Dusty, <laughs> You've way. been like- She kind of sounds like Cracker,
2: but it's Dusty. Hunty and standoffish to me. Really? Absolutely. So like hearing you make side comments about other people, that may be jokes that didn't land. For you to now on week three to stand at a mirror and to make a comment about yourself, someone else hearing that after all these other things may Uh take a certain
1: offense that will set them off. I think the way you brought it to me in front of everybody, Well, Well, that's a battle me
3: saying something at the workstation and you going blah, 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 which is a negative comment. I don't hear Eureka talking trash on me.
4: It's a part of our culture to be able to throw shade and,
1: and, not and to, to be like... I think there and was just a difference between shade and a snide comment. Yeah.
0: But what is the difference from Vix... I don't know which moment she's talking about. If she's talking about the initial... If she's talking about the initial approach, Aquaria's wrong because Aquaria came for her. If she's talking about later after the spider, there's pre-spider and after post-spider. If it's pre spider, Aquaria's wrong. If it's post spider, Aquaria's right.
2: And making a snide comment and you making one. I, that, that's something I. I.
0: <laughs> okay, this is. Okay. First of all, so I don't talk too much about the crying. This crying is so fucking fake. It's the fakest crying I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay? So it's the worst fake cry I've ever seen. Okay? But for purposes of today i think we i might i got to see how it plays out i might pretend that it's real but it, it's the fake it's all, across the board she was never crying for real this entire episode let's go on she wants to end the discussion i don't think some might say she's trying to manipulate the audience i don't think that's what it is i think she hopes that by crying they'll leave her alone
4: here we go I, I, the, I, and now
0: this is the moment everyone's been talking about so this is I didn't see this literally till two hours ago. So um, I have a lot of thoughts. Here we go. Everyone's been talking to me about this.
4: Here we go. But in the workroom. In the workroom. No, no, no. So it's not, it's race. not, it's race. not, it's not race. race. It's not It's not race. I
1: got to say this. So I'm this right here is exactly getting. what it is. You say something. I say something. You start crying. You have created a narrative of I am an angry black woman who is scared I, off the little white I girl. Under- All right. Okay,
0: this is this is this is a minefield where we're running into. I've made my point about the vixen. All right, I, if you've been listening the whole time, you know. I think the vixen is. I think they're both wrong. To be honest with you, there are moments where they have their they're correct, and they have their moments where they're wrong. The vixen, again, like I said, is a complicated figure. Let me tell you this. I feel the point that the Vixen made here is a point that the Vixen has been thinking about for a long time. And this is something that she's seen on the show before and it's been discussed. So she's done a sort of racial homework here. She was prepared for a moment like this because she's seen it on the show before. So what she said right here, no matter what you think about the Vixen, no matter what you think about the Vixen, She's right. The vixen here, even in what makes it complicated is the point she is making is correct. Unfortunately, that's like it it's one of these things like it's almost like if you arrested a Nazi and you were twisting his arm, you know, and he was like, Oh my god, you're twisting my arm, police brutality, right? And let's see, you actually were being but you're like, but it's a Nazi. And that there's two different things. You know, there's two those are two different circumstances. So you have we have to separate the fact that the vixen may or may not be right or wrong in the in the argument at hand, but the point that she's making about the moment, let's separate ourselves from the vixen's argument. Okay? Separate ourselves from who's right or wrong, about who said what and who said what separated from that moment. The vixen is speaking truth here about drag culture. And drag race fan culture. And she realizes she's calling it as she sees it. But that, now, again, here's, the the tricky thing is this. For the most part, you know, Rulaska Thoughts Part 2 is going to talk about this. But for the most part, the RuPaul's Drag Race recap fans are very nice people. Okay? And so you guys, it might be difficult for you to understand, like, how ugly RuPaul's Drag Race fan culture can be. But if you follow Reddit at all, or if you follow the the fan culture, it's very, very, very ugly, especially racially. And so... The Vixen realizes this is what's happening right here. Now, again, I told you, I don't think Aquaria is smart enough Nor do I think she has the wherewithal to go, like, I'm going to cry and then the white people will hang. I don't think she's doing that. I think she probably learned this as a child. If I cry, they'll leave me alone. Because you have to understand something. Aquaria's been doing this since she was 14. And she's been praised since she was 14. She may be a little emotionally stunted. Okay? Okay. The, Vix, the point the vixen makes, and we're going to continue, She's not the vixen is not completely right here, but this one point I 100% agree with. And the problem is that the people who've disagreed with me are white people. And I think, not that they're mean and not that they're racist, they just find it difficult to understand this because they haven't experienced this. And it's something that unless you experience it, it's hard to understand unfortunately i can't get too into this you know there's some rupaul's drag race recap drama from a couple of months ago that i can't get into but it reminds me this moment reminds me of that drama and so i i've been labeled something like the vixen before and the problem is and then when so someone comes for you someone wakes the bear And like to use Vixen's uh, turn of phrase. And then when the bear fights back, they're surprised. And all of a sudden they're hurt and they're crying. But it's like, bitch, you came for me. What did you expect? You know? And so maybe I am personalizing it too much.
1: But let's continue. I'm not saying the Vixen's always right. Here we go. Even, doesn't matter how you do it. And so when you get super defensive and tell me that I'm negative, when I'm just responding to what you brought to me... That will always read to these as a race issue.
4: The vixen actually has a very good point. She's being smart about the optics and how her personality will be perceived. People are going to judge the vixen because Aquaria is crying. They're gonna completely overlook the fact that Aquaria came at her first. What she's saying is while on tape, I, it yeah. is going to look very I, I like the black that. girls attacking I, the white girl. No, like,
1: that's why I'm very nervous to even bring it up.
0: But the so f- what I'm saying is. And I will say, if you listen to what Aquaria is saying, I think Aquarius is aware of it. it? And I think Aquaria seems to be sensitive about it. Again, I don't think Aquaria is the racist here. I don't think I want to be careful here. I don't think Aquaria is trying to play a race card what they can't say on the show and maybe the vixen did comment on this is that the vixen is so so i shouldn't put words in the vixen's mouth my speculation as joe batance from rupaul's drag race recap is that regardless of what the aquarius attention was with this that it could be manipulated that way or at least perceived that way leave me
1: alone fucking tears. It's just, it's so gross. I don't like it. I don't.
4: I'm gonna just let you know you pick and choose when you want to be vulnerable though. I
1: do, but this is what I don't like. Here I am sitting searching my truth and her crying next to me right now, right now. I look like a bitch. By the way, the fakest cry ever.
0: But now this is where Vixen See the problem is the Vixen realizes she said something that, so now she, now what, what I don't agree with is now the Vixen is wearing this mantle of you know like you know like she's like some sort of like race leader. You know no bitch. See that and that's what's not this what what makes it so fucking complicated is the Vixen has made a very true point but the problem is it's a it's an unreliable narrator kind of circumstances where it's not the most perfect person you want do you guys know this this is a weird thing did you guys know that there was a a person who actually refused to sit in the back of the bus before rosa parks okay it was another african american woman who just refused to do what she was supposed to do and she got arrested and all that right what people may not know, and if you don't believe me, you can go research this: is it what Rosa Parks not sitting down in the back of the bus? Actually, I think what I read was actually that it's a it's a mistake. What she would, what, what Rosa Parks actually officially did was not give up her seat for a white person. Okay, but the point is, what happened on the bus with Rosa Parks was not an impromptu incident; it was planned. And this is not I'm not throwing shade here. This is a, it was a political decision made by the NAACP to bring this case to the courts okay so they wanted to bring it to the courts and Rosa Parks worked for the NAACP I believe or some or some sort of um race related organization and she was seen as the perfect person to put up for this because there was, she was you can't. You couldn't attack her character. She was an, uh went to church. She was a good person. She had no drama, no record, nothing. So they needed to find a person that was the perfect um, victim, so to speak. I don't even mean that in a positive way. So that the litigation would go all the way to Supreme Court and they would have a chance at winning. If you have an imperfect uh, client, then it, it's a harder case to prove. They they have more of an out. Okay, so that's why. So Rosa Parks was chosen; she was selected. Okay, this other woman, she was a mess. I don't, I don't want to d- d- besmirch her name. Find out what her name is, but she had all sorts of problems. So the NAACP sort of like s- s- stood away from her. They didn't want to push that case because she was not a perfect client. She didn't further their cause. Okay, but there was actually somebody before Rosa Parks, and she's often seen as a, um, as a, as a, as a as a hero as well but she was imperfect hero and it's the same thing here is don't come here and start um preaching you know your racial harmony and this and drama and this but then you're actually using the fact about someone's like a wig you know because like i said the vixen is wrong on many points here and so now she's sitting smug like she realized she's scored a point with the race thing and she has made a good point. She's made a valid point. But don't act now, bitch, like now all of a sudden you're high and mighty and you weren't wrong. She was wrong too. They were in the mud. Okay? Here we go.
4: Own perception. That's your own shit. That's your own bullshit. You're always on the defense. So you're just like, bitch, I'm a 10 and I'm always at a 10 and I'm ready to attack. But wow. see, I feel like that is going to hinder what is your blessing.
2: Okay, if I could make a request, if you could come in come back at people at a five instead no. of a ten? Wait, no. See, this is, again,
0: where the vixen... Well, okay, this is... This is... Again, this is... I've learned... Everything I'm telling you I've learned from my cousin. And so this is a very complicated discussion here as well. And it applies and to me as well. Is when people... It's a complicated... Because it's, it's such a stupid topic. I wish this was a topic about something important like actual... Um, Issues that real people of color face on a day to day basis, because then the point is more valid. It's it's difficult when it's about a wig, or whether you brought your best drag, or whether you were cunty in a drag race workroom. That you do have this thing that when someone is too good, like in other words, Vixen is clearly better at this shit than Aquaria, okay? And so now, and I and I know what Cracker's trying to do, i think Cracker's heart is in the right place. And she's telling Vixen, like, you don't have to come at her. The, you don't have to sock someone in the face when they just do something minor. Maybe you come at it at a five, you know? But what I, I'm not, and I'm not saying the Vixen's right here, actually. So just to be clear, I'm not saying the Vixen's right. But where the Vixen is coming from is, especially when you're this kind of person of color and you fight back, and then everyone gets mad at you for fighting back too hard, that's very frustrating. That's extremely frustrating because you're basically saying, don't fight back, or fight back with one arm tied behind your back. But we get to attack you. I'm not saying she's right, but that's the perception. That's sort of where the vixen's coming from. Like, no, I will come at a 10. If you come at me, I will come at a 10. And you have to realize
1: that. Stay away. you just to... say it? Can you? No, I can't. If you come at me. Can you let if me finish a goddamn cannot...
2: sentence? Like, don't make me throw shit.
1: All right, go ahead. Ah! Go ahead. All
2: right, I'm going to lose my fucking fascinator. <laughs> don't.
1: The v-
0: I will say Cracker's very charming here.
2: Don't... Fucking escalate because this is
1: hard as it is. I'm gonna tell you one right, another you right now that it's a theme? hard ass no, because that is you saying to me. When somebody comes to you, just handle it more politely.
0: Yeah, people of color are told that a lot. People of color. I, I remember I worked again. Maybe I'm taking this too personal here. Too personally. I worked at a company a long time ago, and again, there was this girl, a, a pretty white girl who kept coming for me and she would do this crazy shit where she would have conversations with me and then send an email that was the opposite of the conversation. And then when I would freak out, it was like, or I would come for her. I was, I, I would shut her down or have receipts. So I'd be like, well, look in this email, this, this, and this, and this, and this. And the owner of the company took me to lunch and was like, yeah, you need to stop You're a bully because I'm like, wait a minute, but this is, I'm just coming with, I'm just protecting myself. And he was like, yeah, but you're better at it than she is. So that's not fair. I'm like, what? Meanwhile, he just, you know, he just wanted you know, want to have sex with her, but I don't know. So that, it, it, I know what that feels like when someone, like, just bitch would make up lies, like straight up just lies. And I would come back with receipts, and then I was the bully because I provided receipts and was trying to protect my name.
1: Just be more, okay, no. don't do it. Why, Why should, should I tell you what no. I think? I, I have, have no, no reason to because being on 10 is what got me here. Honestly, I respect someone
4: that she's like, I'm not down in the back. Oftentimes I fold and I change, but you are You like, this is me. This is what it is. And I appreciate that.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. That is, um, untucked. Um, we are coming up on an hour. I want to save time for, um, um, because we're going to do, uh form decor tonight. So I think we only have like, let me see how much time we have left after this. Like, it's gonna be like very little. We have 28 minutes left. So, why don't I stop Rulaska Thoughts now? I'll see you guys later, okay? Because I won't have time for Form Decor to go live tonight. So, um, we will talk to you later. We're gonna see, have fun with the show tonight. I'm gonna read the chat room off the air so I don't waste time. But until then, America, America. my name is Joe Bittance, am America, America. This is Rulaska Thoughts. See you guys next week. My,
1: my, my, my